KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon. Boy, the week's flying by. It's Wednesday already here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you for the next couple of hours. We're going to be all over the place here today on a Wednesday. I uh, hope you can stay with us if you can't. And if there's something that you would like to come back and listen to again, you can always go to the podcast page at kxno.com. Going to do an NFL segment. We do one every week, even if it's, well, we do more during the season, but even in the off season, we uh, don't. Overlook the NFL. Frank Schwab, one of our guys, yahoosports.com, part of the shutdown call, uh, corner, one of the national columnists uh, over at Yahoo Sports. Frank Schwab will join us in about 20 minutes, do a, oh, 10 minutes or so on the NFL, catch up with the latest on him, including maybe an announcement today, hard knocks. We still don't know what team they're going to chronicle. Most folks think it's going to be the Raiders. I don't. I think you're going to, I think you wait on the Raiders until they move to Las Vegas, don't you? Oh, that's a Next good idea. Year, yeah. Uh, assuming they're not going to be in the playoffs. You don't see them as a playoff team I is what you're saying. I don't think that's going right. to happen. Let me get out the notebook, write that one down. Well, look, at the Chargers aren't going anywhere, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And, oh. No, there's no, the- no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. Joe Flacco. Yeah. You don't like him? Super, if you, if Super you Bowl heard, winner. Ken is a Denver Broncos fan. Yes, I am. Trying, trying to slide them right in there. No, Chargers, I, I, sure. Chiefs, of course. I'll be absolutely. Broncos? Not so much. <sighs> Not so much. Uh, maybe they tank for Tua. Oh, that's the plan, huh? I don't know if there is a plan. Elway will finally get his quarterback? Yeah, boy, he's searched a long time for one, hasn't yeah. he? And he's been unable to uh, find one since Peyton Manning found him and he fell into his lap. By the way, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods playing in a pro-am today. How big is that following, right? I mean, yes. two just mega stars in the world of sports. Peyton Manning, one of the best to ever play the game. Sadly, he's going to be remembered as a guy who last or stuck around maybe a year too long. Of all people, Brock Osweiler replaced him in the uh, in the regular season. Now Elway came back and put him in the play. Elway uh, Manning came back in week seventeen and found a way to win and to come back. And of course, was uh, under. I'm not going to say led them to a Super Bowl. The defense did, but anyways, that's some star power. Uh, playing some golf here today. So Frank Schwab coming up at ten twenty-five. It's uh, Wednesday. What does that mean? Well, it means that David Kaplan is going to join us. We will talk, uh, well, the White Sox to start with, with Cappy, and then we'll get into the Cubs, etc. The Cubs, uh, who have now lost five out of six. Lucas Giolito yesterday, Trent. Yes. My God, that was unbelievable. After the first inning, now, I'll, I didn't see any of it. I watched your twins from start to finish, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Um, but Lucas Giolito, I mean, you talked about him prior to the season. Mm-hmm. I remember you bringing up his name, and and he did so in, in um, you know talking. You were talking, you saying good things about him. Man, oh man, what a year he's putting together! And this is, I know he's one of those p- p- potential yeah, guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but man, he's, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's certainly been better this year than he's ever been. Yeah, there's no doubt. And he came over in the Adam Eaton trade. He was a, a pretty much the main cog in that one. They also got Lopez, who's been a star from him. He hasn't been very good, but it was Giolito. He was the centerpiece of that deal for Eaton. And remember at the time, Eaton, you know, he's never been able to stay healthy, but a really mm-hmm. good player when he's out there on the field. Giolito, though, last year, he was awful. And you figure, right. just kind of what he is. Dylan Bundy, I, I think, was an uh-huh. apt comparison. A 
A guy that has, you can tell, big dude, got stuff, just can't get guys out. Gives up too many homers. Maybe Giolito was trending that direction. He has looked like a completely Oof. different pitcher. Two complete games already this year. Yep. You don't see that happen. Mm-hmm. Double-digit strikeouts again. He has been outstanding. And suddenly this White Sox team, Juan Moncada, he has part of the Chris Sale deal, and he has been really good. Mm-hmm. Now you have this with Giolito. They're still a year away from getting Kopech back, but these moves that they made, bringing in, building the farm system, that's the way that mid-market, small-market teams have well, to do it. Well, they looked across town, Trent, yes. honestly, and they used that model. They came out a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, and admitted we're going to use mm-hmm. the team on the north side of town as an example of how we want to do this thing. So, yeah, they're coming together. I know there's a couple of White Sox fans in the building. Yes. And you can hear them every Saturday morning with the Saturday morning pregame show. Emery Songer and Sean Roberts do the thing from 8 until 10 on Saturday mornings. But uh, Lucas Giolito and the White Sox are going to come up with Cappy. Then we'll get into the Cubs, who mm-hmm. have lost 5 of 6. All of a sudden, the two lefties at the top of that rotation. Uh, Cole Hamels hasn't been able to get to the fifth inning in his last couple jobs. Lester hasn't been good. We'll got uh, we'll get into the Ben Zobras. Now, after the interview ended, a couple of things. And I'm so glad you left. And Heather <laughs> was behind. She was in the other studio. Uh-huh. And I'm glad she left because I was sitting in here. I was bawling. Oh, no. I was crying like a baby. Have you seen this America's Got Talent from last night? I saw it on social media. Oh my I haven't God. clicked on it yet. Be by yourself. Okay. Or sorry, you won't embarrass yourself. Trent, honest to God, tears were rolling down my face. Yeah. And I've said before, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I cry at commercials. Mm-hmm. Cody Lee is the kid's name. He's blind. He's autistic. I mean, and he's bad autistic, right? Yeah. He's he's really I don't want to spoil it. I don't want okay. to spoil it. Okay. It is 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 this good if television? And I don't like anything but sports. Right. Very few things other than You're sport. not a reality no. TV guy. No, I'm not. I, that's the first time I've ever seen anything. I'm crying right now, for God's sakes, thinking about it. I've never watched a minute of America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. They pushed a button last night, a gold button, and apparently it was a big deal. Confetti yeah. came from out of the crowd. The golden buzzer. Me, the golden buzzer, is that what it is? Yeah, America's Got Talent, that's a favorite of Ella in the home. So, so you've seen it before. Yep, that's one that the whole family oh. can watch, and, and that's one of the few, I guess, non-kid shows that she enjoys, so... It's on the DVR, I'm sure, tonight. Oh, Trent. we got a little bit of time. That's probably something we're going to be watching. Well, before you watch it with Tara, yeah. watch it by yourself. Well, and if there's anybody that has waterworks in our family, it's this guy that you're looking at right now. And it's going to get worse as you get older, yeah. just to let you know. But my wife is a hard ass. She does yeah. not cry at anything. If this doesn't get her, yeah. I'll be surprised. you got to check that heartbeat. I will be surprised okay. if this does. Oh, my God. It was so good. Cody Lee. Cody I, Lee. I, I can't get this out of my mind. I truly can't get this out of my mind. Watching what he did. Anyways, um, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about because I defy anybody to let me know that you've watched this and you weren't moved. Because I'm just, I don't like these, not I don't like them. I'm just not into this kind of stuff. This blew me away. I was bawling. Anyways. Uh, so the Cubs last night, it was one of those nights, right, where Des Moines is blacked out because I guess it's ABC Chicago. Uh, and, and thank you to uh, one of our Twitter followers, Roger, who alerted me that the game's on 17.3 or oh, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And so I went downstairs to my office because that's where my non-DirecTV... Your antenna TV. My antenna TV. But I don't get, for whatever reason, 17 has been knocked out. I know 13 has, mm-hmm. you know, patched things up and they've made uh, Channel 17 available. All those sounds weird. Is it? Did you try to watch, uh, what, did I, what did I watch? Cardinals. Who did the Cardinals play this weekend? That was Saturday, right? That, that Saturday was night, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Braves? Yes. Yes. And you, you can hardly hear it. Uh, but but anyways, um, I so I couldn't get the game. I could get all the other dots, you know, as I was trying to find them. But the one that the, you wanted. Yeah, I couldn't get any of the Foxes. <laughs> get it. So I watched your Twins from start to finish, and I'm glad I did because I'm, I believe that Brewers team is legit. Yes, they're very good. And... Watching what the Twins did to them last night. Now, admittedly, the Brewers came back. They made it very close. Yes, they did. I'm sure you were kind of moved a little bit close to the TV. Uh-huh. or kind of, You know, kind of relaxing <laughs> in that chair of yours when it's up five zip and a really good pitcher's battle. So let me stop right here and ask you about Devin Smelter, who started yesterday for the Twins. And I saw that, you know, he's a cancer survivor. Yep. Did you see that um, when he was a little kid, he was a Phillies fan, and Chase Utley's playing for the Phillies at the time, and he wanted to meet Chase Utley. Oh. Um, Smelter's a baseball fan, Utley's a Philly. So they made that happen, and they've got all the video of it. Well, fast forward to last year, Smelter's a Dodgers farmhand, Utley's a Dodger, and they uh, reconnect. But fast forward another year, and here's this kid making... And he's a two-time cancer survivor. I want to say, I want. I think it's two. Okay, I, I just knew. Yeah, that he was a cancer survivor. That's right. all that I do. Um, you know, one one bout, two bouts. You're mm-hmm. a cancer survivor. Um, sadly, that list isn't you know as, as long as we would like it to be. But Trent, you guys got something here. You know, is now he? I'm, I'm not. I'm going to say the name Josh Hader and Devin Smelter in the same sentence okay. right here. And I, so I warn everybody. But doesn't his Delivery reminds you a little bit of Hater. They're both lefties, kind of across their body, kind of a quirky, quirky, violent motion. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought of when I saw Smelter was yeah, that's kind of Hater light. Well, and you mentioned where he came from, and he was looked at really throughout his minor league career as a guy that was going to be a loogie, left-handed only specialist with that funky delivery and guy that can get lefties out, maybe a few righties, but overall, that's kind of how he was pigeonholed for whatever reason. Balvin and Levine, the front office staff of the Twins, and both these guys have a history of doing this at the prior stops, Indians and the Rangers, finding guys that kind of off the scrap heap mm. and making something out of them. They said, let's stretch this guy out. We think he can be more than just a reliever. So help me out on this. How did he get there? Was he cut? Was yeah, he cast? He, he, it, was, it was one of those. Um, I, designated for assignment and nobody picked him up. Yep, and, 23, yeah. Yeah, probably not a big prospect. Wow. Let's get a shot. We think not only can we get this guy in and he can be a bullpen arm, we think we can build him into a mm-hmm. starter. They stretched him out here throughout the spring and, and into this season. He was outstanding last no, night. He Against was. A- Excellent lineup. They were, and nobody out and runner on third when uh, Buxton got hurt. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. Um, you know, there were a couple of plays last night. The Buxton play was tough. I mean, I, I've been waiting for this. What, the injury? Yeah. 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 I don't think it's too severe. I don't think so either. No. I mean, I think he probably could have stayed in and they aired on the side of caution, but he got his glove on it. But the Gonzalez one later on in the game, I mean, you got to make that catch. <laughs> yes. That's a tough catch for me and you. Right. If you're a major leaguer, that's okay. Maybe not routine. It's not El Mora putting the glove on his left shoulder, camping under it, and right. ball flies. It's, but it's, it's a catch you make. But back to Smelter, as impressive as anything. Six innings pitch, seven strikeouts, no walks. Mm-hmm. 69 pitches is all it took. He was efficient. He was outstanding. He got in a couple of jams. He was able to work out of it. You mentioned runner at third, nobody out, was able to get out of that. Mm-hmm. It just overall, everything was clicking there. It, it was one of those nights where... Though the offense wasn't there until late, mm-hmm. this felt but like... But once it got going... Oh, and, and, and that's what this twi- Twins team is. Uh-huh. Now, I talk about it from the fan side of it, but just watching this team game in and game out, the grinders they have, guys that go up there. And this isn't the you know the Red Sox team that built on on-base percentage and walks and 
we're going to work pitch counts. That's not this lineup as a whole. There are a whole lot of Eddie Rosarios. You know, Eddie yeah. Rosario has been known as guy, see ball, hit ball. Mm-hmm. But, and he's certainly hitting ball this year. <laughs> yes, he is. But from Astadio, up and down the lineup, Marwin Gonzalez, Nelson Cruz, when he gets back, and he's very close and he's to close, back. yeah. These guys are the first pitch I'm seeing. I'm not worrying about working a count. You're throwing me something over the plate, I'm swinging. First pitch, third pitch, it doesn't matter. We're going to rake it. And they have been doing that throughout this season. One of the best offenses in baseball, the best power numbers in baseball. And they did it again last night. Mm. They did it against the Brewers and got going there in the seventh inning. This is an excellent baseball team. Yeah, they are. This is a really, really good Trent, baseball team. Trent, they're 10 in front of Cleveland. They're up 10. We're not at June, and they're in front 10 games. For all intents and purposes, it's over. I, mean, Boy, it, I kind of, I'm surprised you would say that. Yeah. Being, you know, not. This is not being as a fit. You no, know, I know. Pessimistic kind You are. Well, on your teams. Yes. I am as pessimistic as you're going to find as a fan. This feels different. It does. It feels incredibly different. Yet looming, there's that one big shadow. Yeah, Yankees, once they get to that point. And it's not the Astros. I mean, they already won the season series against the Astros. And that's where I really started to believe. But earlier this month when they took three out of four in that series. But the Yankees still Mm. are there. They're playing free baseball. And they're going to be healthy by the time October rolls around, I'm going to guess. You would think. You would think. Uh, Astros, as you mentioned, the Astros, they knocked off the Cubs. Big spot for Kyle Hendricks tonight. The Mm -hmm. the Cubs have lost five to six. Lester was not good. You know, so since we spoke with Cappy, and you brought up Ben Zobrist in the Mm -hmm. conversation, I'm not going to, you know, I want people to listen to it. It's coming up at 1045. Thank you, Centurion Stone. And you mentioned the, you know, we talked about that. It's, it's, it's odd that the guy would be away from his team. When did this, when did he leave? First week in May? Yeah. Early May. Ago, yeah. Do you know what's behind this apparently? And there's more people that are backing. I don't think this is one guy that's, you know, got three followers on Twitter that's putting that. Apparently the story goes and now I'm starting to understand it more as to why he's staying away. I mean, people get divorced all the time, right? Yes, yeah. Apparently she was running around on him. Yeah, that the, the divorce uh, papers that were served yeah. from his side said basically infidelity mm-hmm. on her part, not in the major league baseball, right? Right. Um, what, what was the, what's the old Boston Red Sox story? I don't remember the two players. One of them was Boggs. Toughest part about going on the road as as a major league player um, was trying not to smile when you kissed your wife goodbye at the airport. <laughs> oh no. That's a, somebody's book or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So you would think, and then, you know. We've when heard we, the stories. We Absolutely. Yes. I got on an elevator. Google John Candelaria. Oh, okay, yeah. Google John Pirate, Candelaria. Right? Pirates. I don't know who he was with when I was in Minnesota. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm living in Winnipeg still, and, you know, I'm going to watch my twins. Well, not my twins. I guess I'm going to watch the twins because there was going to be a roof over the head, over my head when I got there, and I knew I was going to see baseball, so it was easy to drive eight, eight hours. He gets on an elevator with, and I don't know if he's married at the time, if he's single, it was, there was Candelaria, a woman under his, on, on his right arm, a woman on his left arm, and me. <laughs> and John Candelaria, who is, you're never going to be confused with Fabio. Remember who? We, yeah, that was always the yes, you know, the male model that everybody. He's he's not a good looking dude. Ugly mustache. Yes, he was ugly. But there he was, you know, and that goes back to that story. But anyways, just if you're if there's going to be cheating with them with an athlete, you would think it's normally. Uh, but that wasn't the case. So maybe that's why I guess Zobrist is 
Staying away. Staying away. Maybe it's hit him. It's floored him, apparently. And we did the conversation with Cap earlier this morning. He'll say something, I think, that will surprise a lot yes. of people. Let's leave it at that. I don't want to tease too much more of it. Uh, big day for college basketball. Pursuant to uh, some of the uh, players um, in college basketball have yet to uh, make their decision whether they're going to stay in the NBA draft or come back. Uh, Rob Howe's got a really good list of Big Ten players. Brzezikas is staying in. I'm disappointed in that. I like the Canadian kid with Michigan. Uh, he's going to stay in. No surprise, Carson Edwards, Fernando, Langford, um, Nick Ward. But here's the here's four guys, Trent, that are... I mean, they're going to go either way. And honestly, as a college basketball fan, I mean, I'm hoping they come back. Mm-hmm. I understand if they don't. But Amir Coffey in Minnesota, look what uh, look how he finished when he became the point guard of that yes. team. Gophers were a whole lot better. Cowan, speaking of guards at Maryland, he's got his decision. Isaiah Roby, Hoiberg is playing golf at the Principal Charity Classic right now. He would love to get a text, I'm assuming, at some point during his round uh, that Roby's going to stay in. And Lamar Stevens from from Penn State. Speaking of Penn State, boy, Iowa State. Yes. Uh, picked up a, a really good player. Do you remember his impact? Bolton? Yeah. Bolton's impact uh, against Iowa. Mm-hmm. He had a terrific game against the Hawks coming off the bench. That was a great game. It was a good game. Of course, they will remember it as the, the prayer at the end for Bohannon that uh, was answered. Um, but it was, it was an either, I mean, this game literally could have gone either way as you're watching the, mm-hmm. you know, the first 39 minutes unfold. And Bolton, the true freshman, I remember him just, well, you can say this about a lot of players, you know, making their sashaying their way through the paint to the uh, uh, to to the bucket. Um, Easy to do against. It the It was so he didn't shoot it real well. He did from the free throw line, but as soon as I saw the name, I remembered. You know, this kid played really well against the Hawks. So I went to the box score, looked it up, played twenty seven minutes, scored sixteen points. I think he was a leading scorer on Penn State in that game, and. uh Iowa State's got a good one, and, yeah. and an area of need, let's be honest. So there's some speculation that he is going to try to get a waiver. And well, we... Trent, he's come right out and said without saying, I mean, the whole family feels almost like a wink and a nod that we know how this is going to go. Well, are you sure about that? Well, this is the era that we are now upon, is the NCAA seemingly has been handing out waivers to anybody mm-hmm. that has anything. Seemingly more so football. Yes, but... and we've seen quarterbacks, mm-hmm. a big part of that. So what is the justification? What is we the don't theory know. behind it? We don't. I don't know. I've never seen. I haven't seen that. Uh, um, that talked about at all. They just feel really confident that he's going to get this. And I think Chris Williams tweeted out that they should get that decision. What did he say? Next two to four weeks. I think Chris said that the uh, NCAA is expected to rule. But man, oh man! I mean, I mean, I hope he is. Yeah. Because the kid could flat out play. If that one game that I can recall, you know. Is any indication they got another good one? I'm not going to sit and lie to you and say I watched a ton of Penn State basketball. I did in the Big Ten tournament, but, but man, the, the game that he played against Iowa, he was as good of a nittany line as there was on the floor. Does he have a sick family member here in the Midwest? He's from I don't Virginia. Know. That's where he played his high school ball. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Um, not like he's getting closer to home. No. So what's the paperwork going to say? So, yeah. but, uh, but good for them. So Halliburton? Mm-hmm. Bolton. If eligible. Mm-hmm. Or Nixon. Prentice Nixon, the Colorado State transfer. Who I really like. Yeah. Liked him last summer, yeah. watching him a little bit. I, I think they got a good one there. Mm-hmm. Hardcore set, up front. See, Solomon Young comes Solomon back. Solomon Young, for sure. Michael Jacobson, Jacobson for sure. How about um, those swing Condit. Yeah, Condit really liked mm-hmm. him at times last mm-hmm. year. Is there minutes for my man Terrence Lewis? 
Playing the three, hitting some threes. Uh, I think that would be have to, especially if uh, if Bolton gets eligible, he would have to play the three role. Mm-hmm. I would think. Well, he stuck around, and I give him credit for that because sure. he was one of these guys that, when the season came to an end, he looked as though he was going to be as good as gone. Well, we're as good as gone into commercial. We'll come back. We'll talk to uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. We'll go around the NFL. Cappy at about ten forty-five. Look forward to that conversation again. We tape it on Wednesday morning. Cappy is on the air uh, at ESPN one thousand in Chicago, so we tape this every. Wednesday morning at 8.35. If you're sitting at your desk and you need to pick me up, um, America's Got Talent. <laughs> Cody Lee's the kid's name. It blew me away. Blew me away. Be by yourself because um, I defy Close that you. that office to, door. I, I defy you to watch this and not break, break down. I really do. It's some spectacular TV. We'll come back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14 14- Hawaii. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I spend 10 minutes or so catching up on the NFL. Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. He joins us uh, as he does uh, many, many times throughout the uh, season or not even the uh, uh, off season. We're grateful for that. Frank Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I want to start with a topic that Trent and I debated last week, and it had to do with Donovan McNabb's stance. Uh, you know, that he came out and basically said, uh, look, if Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame, what's keeping me out? I'm, I was better than he was. And while the numbers in some cases support it, uh, clearly the lack of Super Bowl rings are um, something that's maybe uh, preventing him from getting that serious look, or maybe not. What's your take on, on Donovan McNabb coming out and, and saying what he did? I, you know, I don't mind him saying what he did. I, I mean, hey, he feels that way. And, and he, you know, I can understand his frustration. He he did have much better numbers than Troy Aikman. I mean, if you're, if you're pointing to somebody and you're saying, all right, here's just a blind test. Here, here's the numbers. Which guy's a Hall of Famer? I mean, you're clearly going to pick McNabb out of those two. And I've always been, I've always thought Troy Aikman, honestly, is a little overrated. Mm-hmm. I thought he played with one of the best teams in history. I, I mean, you put him on, if you put Troy Aikman on the mid-90s, you know, St. Louis Rams, are, are they winning a title? Of course not. No. I, I mean, he wasn't some transcendent player who was carrying the Cowboys. He was good. He obviously filled his role very, very well. But do I do I see him as a slam dunk Hall of Famer? No. So if, if Donovan McNabb is going to, you know, pick somebody out, Sherry pick somebody to, to compare himself to, that's a pretty good example. But... It's still, you know, it's just the way it is. Eli Manning's going to make a Hall of Fame someday because yep. he's got two rings. Yep. And Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame because he's got three rings. And Terry Bradshaw's in the Hall of Fame because he's got four rings. It doesn't matter if they were playing with the Steel Curtain or Emmett Smith in one of the greatest offensive lines of all time or, you know, he just kind of got hot at the right time like Eli. It, that, that's how we judge these guys. It's I don't like it, but it's not going away. So, you know, it's one of those things. If you, if you could just change history a little bit and give Donovan McNabb one ring, yeah, you give him that ring against the Patriots in a, a game that was somewhat close, he is in the Hall of Fame. Is that fair? No, but I don't think that's changing any time. So I, I view Donovan McNabb as one of those players who was very, very good, but he probably needed a ring to get in the Hall of Fame. What a go to the NFC champions, the Los Angeles Rams. And I saw a report, Todd Gurley, having kind of a specific plan of what they're going to do with him here throughout the offseason as it pertains to OTAs and when they get into training camp. A lot of questions about the Super Bowl. If he was healthy enough to play, why didn't they use him more? 
How concerned are you about Todd Gurley and what he can be going forward? I mean, a little bit, just because it was so weird last year at the end of the year. I mean, you're legitimately trying to win a Super Bowl, and you're playing C.J. Anderson sometimes more than half the time in that playoff run over Todd Gurley, and he, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's, it, it, that does set off alarms. So in that sense, yeah, it is it is kind of troubling. But it, I don't think that Todd Gurley is going to become a eight-carry game guy either. Like he, he was very good last year. He's still young. Yeah, he might be having issues with his knee, which was – you know, I repaired in college when he had surgery. I, I think there's some middle ground of, you know, having ultimate confidence Todd Gurley is just going to be Todd Gurley the rest of the way and, and believing the bottom's going to fall out Im- immediately. I think he's going to be a very, very good back for a few more years. I think there's a little more just panic than the normal because of what happened in the playoffs last year. I don't think he goes from you know, playing 98% of the snaps to playing 50. I, I still think he's going to be, you know, maybe it comes to 75-80. And that's that's kind of normal for running backs. So I'm not, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that they did, I believe they traded up to draft a running back. I know they definitely drafted a running back. That's a little bit of a warning sign, too. But I just think we're, we're not going to see the Todd Gurley that's, you know, going for 2,000 total yards and 20-some touchdowns and, and the MVP conversation. That might not happen again. But he's still going to be a very, very good back who gets a majority of the workload and is very, very good for you know a few more years here. I don't, I'm not necessarily panicked on Todd Gurley. We're just going to see a little bit different Todd Gurley than we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, former uh, Green Bay Hall of Fame quarterback Bart Starr um, passed away all over the weekend, and you know the, the more I read, the more that comes out about him uh, since his passing, and the fact that this story came out, I think yesterday, the fact that. After every game that Brett Favre was the Green Bay Packer quarterback, Bart Starr would send him a handwritten letter, which is just remarkable when you think about that. Uh, I know you went to the University of Wisconsin, Frank, but Bart Starr was before your time, I'm assuming. Um, you know, when you, when you think of Bart Starr, even maybe if you didn't see him play, how will you remember the former Packer signal caller? No, well, definitely. You know, I grew up there, and, and, you know, my parents, grandparents would all talk about Bart Starr. And, uh-huh. You know, I think that. It, there's two sides to him, and he touched on both. One is that he was, uh, you know, a great quarterback, A plus. Like this is kind of the guy who you'd want in a in a big game. I mean, for him to be drafted, I believe, 17th round out of uh, Alabama there, and to play as well as he did for Lombardi, he was perfect for that scheme, that system. He gave them exactly what they wanted on the field. But I think you know more so, and we're seeing this come out, you know, this week. And and I had known it just growing up there and covering the Packers for a few years. Just what a, a great man he was. I mean, there, there's I know there's some award, the humanitarian award, not the Walter Payton Award, but a similar one named after Bart Starr. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. He was you know just a, a, a kind guy, and you know a guy who. You know, he was coach of the Packers for a long time too, and and very, you know, he didn't he didn't have the success of Vince Lombardi, but yet he was he never he never really became a different guy. He never seemed to get jaded or cynical. He, from everything I know and have heard from you know being there covering the Packers, he was just kind of the same guy. This this really genuinely good man, and I think that that's a great thing to celebrate, and, and you know, when we're celebrating Barstar's life, the first, you know, the first line is is that, yeah, he was the Super Bowl MVP of the first two Super Bowls, 
But I think just as importantly as that is just how he carried himself, the class, the dignity. It's just a wonderful, wonderful representative of the NFL, the Green Bay Packers, of, of his family, of his everything like that. He was just one of those guys who, you know, you kind of want you kind of want everybody to, to be like Bart Starr. Hard Knocks 2019, waiting for the announcement. Just a minute left here with you, Frank. Who do you expect to get the decision as we find out? Some people say today we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Raiders, Giants, few others out there. Redskins. Who do you think it's going to be? You know, I do. I don't think it's going to be the Raiders. I think what the NFL is going to do is basically Same. tell the Raiders, "We know you don't want it this year, but we're going to let you do it. But you're going to have to do it next year, yeah, because they're moving to Vegas." Yeah. If you remember when the Rams moved to LA, they were on hard knocks. Mm, they were yep. on that all or nothing show on Amazon Prime. I think the NFL wants to pump up the new market. So I think they're going to tell the Raiders, okay, we're going to grant your request not beyond this year, but you are doing it next year. There's no way around it. They're going to have to eat that. And then I think, yeah, somebody like the Redskins will be on, and it'll be it'll be a team that is not as exciting as the Raiders. Everybody wants to see the Raiders, but I think we're going to have to wait a year on that. I'm with you, Frank. Thank you for giving us a few minutes. We'll catch you up with you in the weeks to come. Appreciate it. Yep, no doubt. Yep, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. David Kaplan's next, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Slash happy. Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Time to talk to Cappy. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. More about that. Uh, as we get Cappy in here from Chicago. Uh, good to talk to you, Cap. How's things? Things are good. Headed off to a wedding tomorrow at Hilton Head. It's Jordan Cornette is getting married. Nice. Chicago sportscaster Shea Pepler. So it should be fun. Indeed. A lovely part of the country, or so I'm told. I've never been there, but it's on my list. Cap, um, you know, I want to start with Lucas Giolito. We'll get to the Cubs. We seldom, maybe this is the first time in the history of you and I speaking together that we've opened up with the White Sox, but it's hard not to when you see what this kid Giolito was doing after struggling a little bit uh, early in the baseball game. Boy, he put it together. Cap, what's behind this? I mean, he's 7-1. and one, The ERA is 285. He's eating a ton of innings. Where's this come from, Cappy? Uh, I think it comes from he was that guy in the trade. He was considered to be, you know, one of the better minor league pitching prospects in the sport. And, you know, he struggled last year. He was a young kid on a bad team, and he really, really spent the offseason strengthening his mental game. He said the key for him was not thinking so much when he pitched, and you watched yesterday how that paid off because in the first inning he gives up a three-run home run to Alex Gordon, and you're like, oh, boy, yep. here we go. And the next thing you know, and I watch a lot of their baseball, even though I do the Cubs, I watch a ton of White Sox, and he just settled down, got locked back in, and was making big pitches in big spots. He's got good velocity, you know, mid-'90s fastball. I think he topped out at 96 yesterday. And he's got a filthy curveball, so when you can – have those two pitches, and then he's able to add and subtract. Boom, there's a fastball. Boom, there's off speed. And then he blows you away at the top of the zone. Uh, He's pretty good. Right now, he's by far the hottest Chicago pitcher on either side of town. No question. Got him uh, in the trade for Adam Eaton a few years back. The other big move that they made with Chris Sale is uh, coming to fruition. Yohan Mankata has been outstanding. Michael Kopech, we won't see him this year coming back from Tommy John. Have you heard anything at all about Kopech and his road to recovery? Still a long road, certainly, in front of him. 
Yeah, I've heard everything's going very well. He was in the dugout last time I was out there. Said he feels good. He's so I think had to dial back some of his weightlifting is what I was told because he's a power lifter. I mean, this guy's a beast, and they wanted to be very careful. And then he got some good advice from Kerry Wood, who said the days you feel the best as you're going through Tommy John rehab, don't throw. The days you don't feel your best, throw. Interesting. Because the days that you're feeling your best, you're going to overdo it, and that's when you get setbacks. He said, oh, you wake up and you're like, oh, my arm feels really good. I can go pitch today. No, not so much. So he said there's times he has to dial things back because he doesn't want to overdo things and then go, what did I just do? Mm. Uh, good point. David, and interesting, I've never heard that before. David Kaplan is our guest, NBC Sports Chicago, uh, ESPN 1000. Cap, let's get into the Cubs' uh, second straight night, a uh, disappointing performance out of a starter. Hamill's last two, uh, he hasn't got to the fifth inning. Last night, John Lester gave up a ton of runs again for him. Uh, what's what's going on with the rotation? We'll get to the bullpen in a second, but the rotation, especially those two horses at the top of the rotation, uh, rotation Cap, uh, concern there with either of the two lefties? Yeah, I, don't, I think it's too early for concern, but certainly you, know, you're, you have a little trepidation of, is this rotation bouncing back? Is it just a typical in-season you know, dead spot? Where are we with this thing? Because if their rotation isn't the rotation that they banked on, well, then this is your, for lack of a better term, you're whizzing in the wind. You got no chance. Mm-hmm. Zero. So they have got to get good starting pitching. It's got to start with Kyle Hendricks tonight, and it's just got to be one after another. And again, you're not going to be great every single night, but you can't have, you know, a 20 start run where your starters are not good. So that has to get fixed quickly Hamels didn't strike out a guy the other day read anything into it or just one of those fluky days he wasn't great by any means anything deeper there any concerns I don't think anything deeper I really don't uh that was the fifth longest streak in baseball history for a starter to go without a strikeout Hmm. uh in his starts I think Randy Johnson's on that list. I think Hamels was at 343 consecutive starts. 349 was the next on the list. So that's, uh, you know, interesting that he, one start, we'll see. But now if, the, if that continues, well, that's a problem. But his velocity wasn't down. I think it was just a fluke. Hmm. Tyler Chatwood, Cap, hasn't been a fluke. I mean, some people maybe could say he has based on his, you know, his, uh, his time in Chicago. But this year he's been a different pitcher, and they're using him, I think, uh, appropriately. I know you tweeted when they put him in the ninth inning, you liked the move. I was completely with you on that, and I still am. Uh, he got out of it a little bit Rod Beck-esque, if you will, with his hair on fire, but he got the job done. Uh, Tyler Chatwood and even Carl Edwards, his last couple of starts since we talked last week, you thought maybe you know a change of uh, scene might be good for Carl Edwards. He's been better. So, you know, in, in a staff that is struggling, both starters and bullpen-wise, here's a couple of bright spots in Chatwood and Edwards, and you can't always say that about those two. Yeah, look, they don't have a lot of guys that throw really, really hard and have movement. They just don't. Carl Edwards is one guy. His velocity's come down a little bit, but he still throws reasonably hard, 95, 96. 
He's got good breaking stuff. He, there's just something off there. Chat was like the biggest reclamation project we've seen because if I had said to you in the offseason, hey, man, they could trade him right now, eat $10 million of the 13 on each of the next two years, but someone's going to eat the three, you'd be like, all right, I'll take the $3 million savings and move on each of the next two years. Now, no shot you would ever want to do that because he looks like one of your better pitchers, and a lot of credit goes to him. But Tommy Hottity said they were watching video, and he's like, why is your, your middle of your chest pointing at the dugout and you're not getting through on your pitches and it's causing you to miss the zone? And so he's been much better. He's never going to be a guy who doesn't walk anybody, but he's been 99,000% better. What's the latest on Ben Zobrist? I know a lot of certainly rumors out there. What's the latest you're hearing on him and his return to the Cubs? Uh, I, I would not be shocked that he never, ever played. Wow. Wow. That would not surprise me because let's say he wants to come back now. Well, he hasn't played in a month, almost a month. So he's going to have to go do a rehab mm-hmm. assignment and get himself back. And by the time that is all done and that to be walked in today that he's not playing before the all-star break i would think right and if he's not back in another couple weeks i mean now we're talking august 1st yeah i would not be shocked if he doesn't play the rest of the year mm, that, that's i hadn't heard that one cap we'll see how that plays out well uh let's let's uh, go to the chris bryant situation I, apparently he may play today i think it's more likely they hold him out until the weekend in st louis it's his favorite city after all uh as we know from the off season what are you what are you hearing on him do you think he plays tonight or would be prudent to keep him out hold him out off day tomorrow finally they haven't had a lot of those uh and then let him play in st louis are you talking about chris yes uh, I would play him today. Look, I, far be it from me to know what he was feeling on the collision with Jason Hayward. It didn't look that egregious. It really didn't, yeah. Danny Trevathan has 50 of those every game. Right. Far more violent. They get up and keep going. I know that's a different sport. That's baseball to football. But it seems like he's fine. He was allowed to fly, which means he didn't have a concussion. Mm-hmm. He was at third base last night taking uh ground balls he took bp yeah he says he can play mm. let's go mm. time to play cap uh, joe madden after the game last night and he's not a going conspiracy theorist but he's not the only one to feel that the ball is jumping out of ballparks i mean they're traveling further uh than we've ever seen before i, I think i heard a stat over the weekend the average distance of home run balls is topping 400 feet which sounds crazy but that's where we are what's behind this cap are you buying in that the you know, the ball is wound tighter. Stoney had a piece. He was, I don't remember what White Sox I was, a game I was watching. He talked about the stitching on the ball is actually closer to the surface of the ball, that the, that the pitchers are having more difficulty getting a grip on the stitching of it. He thinks that's where it lies. What do you think's behind this, Cap? I don't know. I know Joe was talking about the size of the ballpark yesterday in Houston, but, you know, that's fine. I love Joe. You know that, but I couldn't disagree more with that take because the days that Wrigley plays small, that the wind is howling and the balls are carrying to the basket that should be simple fly balls, no one says a word on the home side. So you went to Houston and the ball's flying pretty good. It is what it is. So I don't know. I don't know if the ball's wound a little tighter. I find it hard to believe that uh, that Major League Baseball would call up the people in wherever it is, Korea, 
that that are making the baseball Taiwan and saying, "Hey, we need you to juice those baseballs." Mm. I, I can't believe that. I think guys are bigger, stronger. Nutrition's more important. They're just guys are better athletes and they're bigger specimens, and they can hit the ball a long way. Cap blessing for me and uh, Bears question for you. A lot of conversation uh, this off season about the defense, maybe taking a step back, the loss of Vic Fangio, as he's with Ken's Denver Broncos now. Your thoughts on this defense? They were so good a year ago, and it it feels like there's only one way to go when you're playing at that level. Why this defense has a chance to be as good, if not better, than they were a year ago? Can they stay healthy, and can they get that number of turnovers is the other question. You know, they had just unbelievable amounts of turnovers and Things picked off for touchdowns or fumbles recovered for tu- picked up and run in for touchdowns, plus combined with great health. Can they get both those things again? I mean, the odds would tell you no, but they had back-to-back years where they had, I think, 18 or 17 to 20 guys on injured reserve, so you would have thought that would have balanced out. It finally did last year. They've got the talent. Everybody seems to like the new defensive coordinator, Chuck Pagano. Eddie Jackson said, it's like we never changed coordinators, mm. just picking up right where we left off. If they could stay healthy, they're not going to get that number of turnovers. If they can stay reasonably healthy, I think this defense has a chance to certainly be top five. Mm. Cap, last thing on the Cubs, uh, just a bad stretch right now. What have they lost? Five or six, I want to say. Cincinnati series went to Cincy. Houston uh, is going to win this series. Um, just a bad stretch of the calendar. The injuries catching up. The off days or lack of off days. What's behind it, Cap? Put your finger on it for us. Uh, I'm going to say that they don't have enough in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. They have had a long run here where they've played X number of days, and that's not an excuse. They're pros. they still got to get it done. But it's a fact. It is what it is. They need an off day. They've run into a, how many number one starters when they were in Washington? They had to face Scherzer. They had to face Strasburg. Then they had to face uh, the kid with uh, uh, Luis Castillo with the uh, terrific the Reds. With, uh, the Reds, yeah. who's outstanding. They've had to face um, Garrett Cole, who's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So they've faced a number of number one starters in there. It is what it is. They've got to find a way to get through this. See if they can win a baseball game tonight and then enjoy a day off and then you go right from the frying pan into the fire. You're in St. Louis on Friday. You better come ready to play. Yeah, you Darvish pitches uh, one of the games, Contana, and then back to Hamels against Wainwright to finish out that series. Cap, great stuff. Enjoy the wedding. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Cappy. Looking forward to it. Always love being out with you, boys. Thank you, pal. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan uh, joining us from Chicago. Uh, he's brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone. Centurion Stone, whether you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update the interior or exterior. Think about what I just said. Indoors or outdoors, and it's legit. Projects of any size. Centurion Stone offers a variety of styles, patterns, colors for every need. Check it out, folks. Uh, what it will do to your home is um, beyond words. Don't take mine for it. Go down to the showroom. The showroom is located at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Or check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy each and every week. Well, uh, Trent, they've lost five of six. Yep. Uh, we went over the... Uh, the pitching matchups. Well, let me give you the, the, uh, Cardinals side of things. Miklas against Darvish on Friday. All night. right. 
Edge Cardinals. Uh, Saturday, Quintana Flaherty, Edge Cardinals. Yes. Sunday, to wrap up the series, is Cole Hamels against Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright at the, you know, the end of his career. Maybe you could say the same about Cole Hamels. Um, Cole Hamels' last two starts have not been good. This is a big series against the Redbirds, who are languishing a little bit here uh, as the Brewers are making a they're making a, their May move. Um, big weekend, a big series this weekend in, uh, at Bush. Both teams kind of limping into this one. It has a a different feeling than that last weekend series that we had a few weeks back. Yeah. That, that one, both teams were playing pretty good baseball at that time. And we know what the Cubs did to him in that one. What took two out of three? Is that what it was? Uh, two is, out of three for sure. Did they sweep them? Maybe it was. Yes, it was a sweep. Now that you say that, you're, you're exactly right. It, it's funny. Who are the two arms in the rotation slash bullpen for the Cubs that are pitching the best right now? They're the two guys probably the most maligned. Tyler Chatwood. And, and, and Edwards. And Carl Edwards yeah, Jr. Yeah. I mean, if you would have said that two weeks ago. Right. You would have been laughed right out of the studio. Now, hang on a second, because well, I've been on this Chatwood bandwagon since spring. You're you're like a a clock that isn't spinning right. You're you're right twice a, twice a day. Yeah, well, that's well, that's not unfair. <laughs> Tyler Chatwood, he's good. He's Is been he really, really. I don't he know. Has he's been. He, he has, has been, been good. He got a save the other day in the night, right? Yeah, I think that's the role for him going forward. I mean, that's what he's going to be: a closer or a bullpen. A bullpen. Arm. Arm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just I don't know if you can reclimate him as a starter. Mm-hmm. Not at this point. Now something goes awry. If we find out something's wrong with Hamels, like I brought up with Cap, there something's wrong with Lester. As he struggled so much here, that conversation changes. If that would happen, let's say that one of the starters for whatever reason is down and oh, down. You got to give him another day. chance. You start right I there. I think you have to. And then and then you start looking. I mean, you're going to be looking during that whole time. I'm well, sure. I hope they're looking now. Right. I, I think yes. I'm I'm right there with you. Arm short on both sides. Yep. Arm, still arm short in the bullpen, even though the bullpen's numbers are really good. Mm-hmm. You know how playoff baseball's played. Mm-hmm. You're confident going to the playoffs with this bullpen? No, no I'm not confident this team's going to get to the playoffs. Well, that's another conversation, too. Absolutely. Uh, look, it's, just, it's not based on the last six. The, the Cubs are a good team. They're one yeah. of the best teams in baseball. But you only get four of them in, you know, or for five. Um, we'll see. You know, the Zobris question you asked... Surprise me a little bit. I mean, look at everybody's different, right? Um, and and I have no idea what's going on with this divorce, but that's what's behind this. That's why he took a leave, leave from the uh, the team. Was uh, he and his wife are? She's filed in one state, I think Tennessee. He's filed in Illinois. I don't know what's behind it, um, but to be gone this long, I mean, just it, it, it's it, it's not normal. I mean, a lot of people get divorced. Yeah. 50% of the marriages, I believe, end up in divorce. It's a coin flip proposition. It is a coin flip, yes. What's what's behind it? You, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think he's got his career is over. <sighs> you know, I'm surprised Cappy said that. Reading through it, and, and that was you know something that I saw on Twitter last night. I'm like, really? So, it, so I didn't see it. Help me out. It, it was just that. It was just talk of that Zobris might not be back with the team this year. His wife sang the national anthem a few times. Yeah, a lot of times. She sang "God Bless America." I know during the World Series. So, but everybody, I mean, people have good relationships too, and then it goes awry, and you don't quit your job. No, you don't go away from your job for a year. That's what's happening here. I don't know. It, it's it's a story that reading between the lines is just incredibly odd. That's all that it is. It's just 
it's a weird, weird story. In, indeed it is. We are out of hour. We will come back. Zuba Mahente is going to join us in the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon, again, thank you to Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out online. Centurion Stone of Iowa, the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Cappy joins us each and every Wednesday. 11 o'clock hour is next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.